Custom Ink is an awesome way to recognize employees, thank customers, and outfit your teams with their favorite products and brands customized with your logo. CustomInc.com lets you make your mark on water bottles, backpacks, polos, jackets, and a ton more. Custom Ink is your go-to custom gear partner with great customer service, quality products, and all-in pricing along with personalized help when you need it and an easy-to-use website when you don't. Oh yeah, and everything is 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Check out what we can do for your business at CustomInc.com. College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at a $1,000 savings plan deposit for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. Welcome in. Welcome in. It is Thursday morning, 7.33 a.m. on September 8th. That means it's time for an episode of Broncos for Breakfast. I am your host, Nick Kendall, and joined by, as always, on these morning shows for the 32nd time in the last 60 days. I could probably That's probably undershooting it, honest God. Uh, Scott Kennedy. Scott, uh, good morning to you. How good you morning. Uh, last week, Zach introed the show uh, that they were doing Thursday night. It was funny. Sorry we're not uh, Scott and Nick. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny, but you know what? We're the uh, we're the blue collar guys, you know. We uh, we come in, we do we do the dirty work. We're here for you pretty much every day. I was counting up. Nick does like two shows a day all week, yeah. um, probably sometimes three. So we're uh, we're here for you, and thankfully you're here for us because otherwise we wouldn't be here at all. So thank you very much for being here, everybody. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh last, not the last show, but the last show before the. NFL football kicks off tonight, so I, I don't think Ernie typically joins us for the morning shows. I like to tease Ernie because he's just, anytime we start talking about any other team, he gets upset at us. But uh, maybe talk a little bit about the game tonight just because I am I am jonesing. I'm vibing for the Rams versus the Bills. Should be an incredible game. And uh, also, talking the Broncos Seahawks, we're going to have next Monday to, to really dive back and uh, dive into that, but we can do start doing that today as well. And going to discuss some quarterback index. I saw a couple articles with... Uh, from Pro Football Focus talking about the most intriguing matchups this week. And, of course, one of my favorite football information sources, uh, Football Outsiders, released their last before-the-season DVOA rankings. And the Broncos took a bit of a dive, uh, falling out of the playoffs and falling mid to middle of the pack. So we'll get into that. What does it look like? Why is the reason? But first, let's say hello to some folks joining us here today. Jeremy Sean, good morning. Happy NFL kickoff day. Absolutely, man. I am stoked. Kevin Gray saying football's back. Good morning, Broncos country. Nick and Scott, good to see Luke's back. Uh, let's ride. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe Luke should back off the let's ride just until he's fully healed. But uh, no, yeah, good to have Luke back last night. And uh, we got Jeremy also saying uh, Colin Coward. I really like Colin Coward. I feel like we talked about this before. Are you kind of so-so on Colin Coward? It's- I don't mind Colin Coward. Yeah, I don't mind. Yeah. I don't listen to him, you know, because like, yeah. like I said, I mean, I have, I have, I'm in this business. I have trouble yeah. listening to people when I can't. It's hard enough for me behind the scenes with you guys when I can type in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, if I can't interject when I hear people giving opinions, I'm like, eh, I get frustrated. Yeah. I'm like, so it's it's just uh so I don't I don't listen to to that stuff, but you know, the, yeah. the takes that come across, even the hot takes that come across social media and stuff that I run into every while every once in a while, I don't mind coward so much. I think he's at least yeah. intellectually honest which is important to me. I don't have to agree with you that that's not yeah. part of it. It's just the, 
the the inflammatory style of I'm just going to say crap to get people riled up. I, I got no time for that. I just don't. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I enjoy Coward. But anyway, Coward says, uh, or Jeremy says, Coward picked the Broncos to win the West, and Peter King and Florio have us dead last in the West. It's going to be an interesting, interesting to see how the dust settles when it's all said and done. I've said it since July this year. Who can stay healthy? Who can win the war of attrition uh, without the injuries coming up this season. That might be the biggest thing. Obviously you can't avoid the big injury that changes everything, but you know, one injury on the offensive line, a couple of defensive backs, uh, a lot of these teams, you know, built on glass. Uh, if the chargers lose Derwin James or one of those edge rushers, if the chiefs chiefs lose uh, Chris Jones, I mean, just so much going on there that uh, will be really interesting. This interesting this season. Unfortunately, the Broncos are already behind the ball there. Uh, with the Tim Patrick injury, probably the most impactful one in the entire AFC uh, so far this season. But, you know, uh, time time for other guys to step up. Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, two top 40, top 50 picks. The opportunity's there this year, guys. Go take it. Uh, Lawrence Rivera coming in and talking about opportunities for us with the star saying, woohoo, good morning, guys. Absolutely love the positive Thursday morning kickoff week energy. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Lawrence. Luke Wright uh, also coming in. Good morning, Nick and Scott. Football is here. Dave Glassman in here, of course. We got Alex Berrios. I feel like we haven't seen Alex in a long time. I remember Alex Berrios. So uh, hope you're doing well. Glad you're back for the season. Says Broncos country, let's ride. Sunny days with the hearts and the thumbs up and the coffee and the smiley face. Steak, eggs, pancakes, milk, coffee. Greg Smith. God bless you. Um, Unfortunately, Nick knows what I had for breakfast because he had to sit and watch me eat it. That's why we were two minutes late. <laughs> that's that's okay. You got to put it in. You drank water and had breakfast before we went, and I'm just sitting here like empty stomach coffee. Uh, Kona, yeah, what's that or, sound? That's Nick's stomach. Wow. Yeah, that's <laughs> – we got to go now. No. Um, Klee coming in saying you're never 10 to 20 minutes late. I, I feel like we've been 10 minutes late before, but uh, – typically around on time. Scott will just go. Scott gets antsy. He's like, you know what, Nick? I'm starting. So, okay. God I, bless. I handle meetings like that too. You know, if you're five minutes late for a meeting, I'm done. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're going to reschedule. I'm out of here. Yep. 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 Uh, Jake Gerard coming. It's officially NFL season. Let's ride. Mark Schrader coming in. Mark, I know you shared some information with me the other day, but, uh, or yesterday, two days ago, but Mark's got a surgery coming up. So everybody send the, send the good vibes. Uh, to Mark, hope you're doing well. Doesn't that sound about right, Mark? Coming up next week, I I think so. I feel like September fifteenth is an, is a it's ringing a bell for some reason. So, um, and uh, Jeremy Sean says, let me guess, cereal? No, I quit eating cereal for breakfast a long, long about ten years ago. That's what I grew up on. Now I now I go yogurt. I get the protein in the morning, so I'm a I'm a double yogurt and a glass of water about that big and a pot of coffee about that big. So. I'm up and down uh, a lot. Have, anyway, I have a Quest bar almost every morning. It's kind of basic, but they're really high in protein, so uh, good to eat. Uh, but Mark, yeah, Mark, we're thinking of you. Um, hope everything goes well, and uh, hopefully we can provide some entertainment. Not just you know the Broncos playing well, but us as well talking about it. And uh, on your road to recovery, you can still enjoy the chat and hang out yep. with us in here, of course. Got moved Dom, good. Mark Trader says sixteenth down. Okay, well, so yep. next Friday, next Friday. Okay. Oh, man, coming up, uh, Dom in the house, too, over on Facebook. Changing the profile picture there, Dom. I see you. Uh, good morning, Nick and Scott in Broncos country. Are you ready for Saturday, Nick? I found an Iowa Hawkeye bar uh, in Seattle, so at least we can be miserable together. Uh, but I don't know. Like Vegas still has Iowa as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. 
that means the over-under has got to be, what, five? Uh, I, I don't know. An Iowa Hawkeye bar, since we were just talking about breakfast bars, is that like stale and bland? No, it's uh, it's just corn. It's corn. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the video yet? The the, the corn TikTok, whatever. Uh, no, corn. It's going to be a good time. Uh, Gary Leeds Palmer. Good morning, Nick and Scott. Thanks, Scott, for being a great support for MHH, even though you're not a fan. Go Broncos. Scott Scott's pulling for him this year because he had to go through last year where uh, it was painful. The chat would always devolve in, not you always, but you know things would devolve into Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke, Vic Fangio, uh, Pat Shermer, just misery. Um, and uh, kind of funny. I'm dabbling a bit. I'm, I'm a backside observer of Seahawks social media and Twitter right now. And man, it's it's a miserable miserable place. Uh, no, and Gary, I'm a I'm a fan of the process. I'm a fan of the community, and I'm a fan of football. Um, I've been working in sports, not team related for most of my sporting career because I was in recruiting. So, you know, I was on the Alabama, I was on Alabama sites. I was on Mississippi State sites, Georgia, everywhere. I just like talking with fans. I like being, I like bring, I like bringing people bad news. I mean, good news. And then hopefully I built up enough of a, you know, an, an honest reputation and some credibility that if I had bad news and if I have a take that's negative, then it's like, okay, well, this we trust this guy. That's that's what I'm going for. Gary, I like the work and I like being with y'all every day. It is a lot of fun and we try our best to be as coherent and uh unbiased as possible. But obviously you're gonna have our misses. Uh and that's appreciate the stars, Gary. Oh, thank you so much, Gary. We appreciate you. We got official Andrew Furmank Furmanak coming in here saying I can't wait Denver Broncos on Monday night. Let's ride. Absolutely, Jeremy, flattering us. Not only you guys, the hardest workers, provide the best content. It's all coffee-fueled and just spite and rage. <laughs> Albert Knopper is coming in. Good morning, fellas. Good to see you. Are you guys excited? To see, are you excited to see Ozzy perform tonight? I am. Uh, Ozzy with the uh, starting tonight. Man, how old is Ozzy these days? He's got to be pushing 80, 75, 80. You say Ozzy to me, who performing tonight. I had to look at the... I'm like, I didn't think Albert Knoppers was a Braves fan. Is, Alb, is, is Albies coming back tonight? I didn't even know who you were talking about. So is Ozzy Osbourne doing... Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy-efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates. College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at one of 25 $1,000 savings plan deposits for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Look for the Save Now, Save Later giveaway under the scholarships page. Log on and register today. That's iowastudentloan.org. I'm guessing. Like the opening or something? I guess so. I'm a... No, I'm not excited to see Ozzy perform tonight. <laughs> um, good on him, you know. Um, I, I kind of say that the, the the rock stars, the the drug fueled rock stars that have made it that age, have already put their bodies through chemotherapy and survived it. So now they're like preserved mummies. You know, yeah. you look at the Rolling Stones, Ozzy, any of those guys that have made it. You're like, how do they make it this long? They they already put their bodies through chemo, literally. Yeah. They're zombies. Um, but uh, 
Not Rob Zombie, but uh, you hear me. Troy Line, so ready for football season. Hardly even catch live shows. Good morning. Well, good to have you, Troy. Cute picture of you and the little one there. Uh, Peter Middleton, football's back. Glenn Hare's in the house. Good morning, fellas. Two weeks from Saturday, I'll be at Mile High for the first time. Excited is an understatement. Well, have a good time. Uh, watch the weather. I went When I went um, back in, God, would it have been 2017? It was the game where Bradley Chubb had three sacks against Andrew Whitworth and the Rams. Uh, it was kind of a rain-snow mixture, and water just kind of pooled up in the, uh, the the area where your feet goes. Luckily, my wife and I were in Colorado for hiking and whatnot, so we wore our hiking boots and kept our feet pretty dry. But people around us, a little miserable. Uh, not the best drainage there in some of those spots. So uh, keep your feet dry. That's one of the rules to live. Uh, Scott would you eat yogurt. Scott's yogurt. eating yogurt. Every morning, yogurt. <laughs> what kind of yogurt? Uh, it's usually Chobani fruit at the bottom type. So today okay. it was cherry and peach. Cherry and peach. Do you put a little granola on there or any honey? No, I'm, like that's that? no? that's extra work, man. I, I am so lame when it comes to food. I'm like quick, tasty, filling, healthy. You hit three of those four. I'm pretty happy. You ever seen the movie Snowpiercer? Does that ring a bell? I watched the show on TNT okay. the first two seasons. Okay, but not, but not the, the movie. But not the movie. Okay, they eat like a gelatinous food bar that's yeah. essentially like compressed crickets. And I'm like, Scott, be like, oh, well, it's, it's yeah, food. It's, it's right there. It's easy. It's all right. All right. Yeah. Am I full afterwards? Yeah, good. I'm good. <laughs> I like being full. Uh, yeah. That's great. Uh, Benjamin Flores, morning, fellas. Super excited for tonight's game. Uh, us as well. DeAndre Weatherspoon with a new picture coming in here. Looking good, DeAndre. Hope you're doing well. Uh, it says, good morning, boys. The Broncos can make the playoffs, but they have to win games that they should win and win a few tough games. And yet, but yet, and still can't wait for week one. Go Broncos. Let's ride. Yeah, this is, uh, that's the way it works, right? You got to steal a few and you cannot drop any. So I, obviously the Broncos this year are going to drop one or two that they shouldn't, or that you, they should be favored in that are closer to, you know, 50-50 games kind of things. But that's that's going to happen, and I expect it to happen early. I'm guessing the first half of the season, there will be a game the Broncos drop, but hopefully they can go in and steal a game as well. You know, at Arrowhead, um, winning one of the road games in the AFC West. Those are the ones that I would expect the Broncos to be not favored in, uh, especially because they play on the Raiders early. I, I'm not buying any Raiders stock. I don't know. Maybe I'm going to be proved a fool, but there's all this Raiders hype. I just do not get it. Man, team drama too. You know, I mean, yeah. uh, my, my international football team is always team freaking drama. It's, yeah. it's unbelievable. The Raiders are like that. Yeah. You know, they're always in the news for, mostly for the wrong reasons these days like when's the last time the raiders were relevant it's been a while you know like really legit contenders and yeah. a team that you you didn't necessarily want to face you know but a legit contender. it's been what gruden i was thinking yeah the 2002 team with uh rich gannon um when they lost the super bowl to the buccaneers i guess they had that one year where they uh, a few years ago where they made the playoffs. Um, Derek Carr got hurt and they had lost to the Texans <clears throat> the first week or first round of the playoffs. Yeah, but were they legit Carr or were they a nine and seven sneak in? We try and get as many teams into the playoffs as we can team. I feel like they had 10 or 11 wins uh, okay. that season. They're pretty good. That's what I remember at least. But um, that's like the only blip I can remember them it up while you're relevant. Uh, Jake Gerard. You know, they're, in. I mean, you know, they were the, it, it, cause there was an old shirt. It was like Bronco, or it was, uh, you know, Steelers, team of the 70s. Um, and then it was, uh, I don't know, there was one that was team that may have been Packers, team of the 60s. But then it had the, the Raiders put out a shirt because they won Super Bowls in all of those 
60s, 70s, and 80s. It was like Raiders team of all ages. Well, that stopped in the 80s. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's a long time ago. I know. I was there. Yeah, you think Nebraska fans are stuck in the past. Man, those Raider fans. Ooh. <laughs> Jake Gerard, first you know, place. 10 and 7 last year. 12 and 4 and 16 might be the one that you was were the talking one. about. Yep. They were um, good that year. But their last winning season before that was 02. Good Lord. They've, They've had terrible. two winning seasons in 20 years. Two. Man. You love it. The Detroit Lions think that stinks. And all the first round busts, man. It's a no. Ugh. It couldn't happen to a better yeah. team. So again, it's it's easy to say I'm not buying in yet. Because, you know, what have you seen other than, you know, they are a, a, a Q rating team. You know, the Raiders are still a what you would consider a big market team, so to speak, um, mm -hmm. because of their past. But man, they've suffered. They've, yeah. they've suffered the last 20 yeah. years. Good Lord. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh. let's keep the suffering going there. I love it. What is it? Autumn is a, the autumn wind is a Raider or something. Whatever the old song goes like uh, Jake Gerard, the first play should be a Jerry Judy jet sweep. Cause I just bothers me. We'll never know how it will work out. <laughs> You know what? I think they would have loved to use KJ Hamler instead, but he went down week three. So uh, maybe a KJ Hamler one, although you want to protect him. Brian Alexander, good morning, Broncos country. Let's ride. Uh, we also got Jose Johnson. Will Iowa score a touchdown this weekend? Yes, but it'll be the defense. God, that's you didn't. You left me the out there. Um, we got uh, Carlo David coming in. Good morning, Denver Broncos for life. Todd Smith with Starry Night saying howdy Broncos country. Silky Wilkie, like that. Good morning, Broncos country. Are you as excited for game one as I am? Well, I don't know if I am because my my predominant feeling for something like this, especially when you're this favored, is nervousness, anxiety. Mm -hmm. I have anxiety for week one because if you know it's one of those ones where if the Broncos lose, it's going to be the narratives and the people coming out and the Seahawks fans, especially me being in Seattle, are going to be. College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at one of 25 $1,000 savings plan deposits for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Look for the Save Now, Save Later giveaway under the scholarships page. Log on and register today. That's iowastudentloan.org. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Very annoying uh, for a little bit. So I'm going to say that I am I am excited, but I am also extremely anxious. It, it, when it's lopsided like this, and and again, 
I, I told you this story like 2003. I went to Auburn. I was I was a huge college football fan. 2003, Auburn Tigers are ranked third in the country, and it took them three games to score a touchdown. I mean, they were awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you have a team, when you're favored like this, it's, it is. It's anxiety because it's like, okay, you win. You're like, Phew. all right, we were supposed to win. Um, it's, it's not quite like that with NFL because, you know, winning the game isn't necessarily as a given as it in college football. You know, the power teams yeah. are going to win 12, 13 games, and they're going to win most of them by double – high double digits yeah but i was like man i'm not happy when they win and i'm miserable when they lose i need a new hobby (laughs) so you know you were talking gary that's kind of when my fandom went out the door you know i'm like i i I don't like this i'd I'd rather be in the the prognostication you know instead of being wrapped up in fandom because it's like that's what i said i need to i need to do something else i didn't watch a single game in 04 and they went 14 and 0 yeah and i'm superstitious as hell so uh, man, I can all I can say is that uh, I consumed more than probably the recommended amount of alcohol this past Saturday watching the Iowa offense against F, uh, FCS opponent South South Dakota State, who's great. They're a great team, but like, man, uh, my dad's like, "Are you not going to enjoy the baseball game because you're so upset about this Iowa game?" I was like, "Once it's over, I'll be able to flush it and compartmentalize." But like, are you watching this offense right now? I am. I am upset. Chase Wellner coming in. Morning, fellas. Not sure about you, but I'm kind of glad we didn't get picked to open versus the Rams. I am as well. I think Monday night, kind of the night cap uh, or the the week cap, is a better spot. And I'm glad. It makes me <laughs> makes me nervous as well, but I'm excited for it. Also, Monday is a great time. I can take a half day of work, head on walk down. I'm going to walk down to the stadium from work, about a mile and a half from my office, and uh, that's nothing compared to my hikes with a six pack of beer or something. And uh, your neck, gonna have your neck gets sore from watching the game like this. Yeah. And for those of you listening, I'm just sitting there shaking my head for three hours with, with what I'm watching. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, that's uh, I'm kind of glad we're not playing tonight as well. Excited for the game. Uh, we got Mark also coming in saying, glad you are here too, Scott. Almost have made me a Falcons fan. Def know more about them than any other team other than the Broncos. That's a, that's a rough go. I don't recommend it for anybody. You know, it's, it's kind of, you know, you run into people. You know, running international fans uh, of soccer, and they say, "Oh, I'm this fan." I'm like, "Well, wow, that's 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 ballsy." You know, you gotta you gotta be a fan. You gotta yeah. be a fan to be a you know a Spurs fan. You gotta be a you gotta be a fan to be a Falcons. When I moved, like I said, I'm I'm not nearly as into it as I was. My fandom is poured into you know something that I don't work on. Yeah. So, but when I moved to LA and I had two kids that were born in California, I'm like, they can choose any anybody in any sport except. NFL, they have to be Falcons fans. You're born into that. There's just not enough of them around. This is a birthright. This is what you've got to do. They don't care. My daughter's like, yeah, go Falcons, which couldn't name a player. And I know, so they don't care. Yeah. I, I don't know if, if y'all have kids under 13, um, but mine just don't watch sports. Hell, they don't watch TV. That was an interesting thing growing up, trying to explain, what do you mean the show's over? You know, they've watched everything on demand their entire lives, Netflix, whatnot, and so on. So um, I want to hit a couple people here real quick. Lawrence is coming with some stars. He says, when Gruden got fired for not wanting Brady, there's a lot of them. Um, but they're always big news. You know, Raiders headlines are still headlines. He also came back in. He says, uh, remote controls have come far. Check them out, Scott. Oh, yeah, I did. I just flipped it right on off and went and watched high school football. That's that's when I, about that same time was when I really got into sports media. So I was out watching uh, on Saturdays. I'd go out and watch uh, high school and junior college games uh, is, is how I spent them instead mm-hmm. of sitting on the couch watching SEC football all weekend. 
Uh, we got Rob coming in. Good morning, Nick and Scott, the best MHH team. Thank you so much. Uh, football is back today. Yes, it is. Great to see. Uh, we got Colin saying Soylent Green is people, man. <laughs> Don't know what that means, but hello, Colin. Good to see you. Bama X, good morning, Broncos country. Awesome to see you. Uh, we also got uh, Big E coming in saying good morning, everybody. Are you ready for some football tonight? Absolutely. And Michaela coming in. Michaela's always coming in in the chat, and I feel like we she was here last night or Tuesday night. We didn't get to her. I really wanted to say hello. So uh, hello to you, Michaela. Hope you're doing well. Thank you for joining us. And she asks a big question here. Do you think KJ Hamler will have a big, impactful week one? Uh, what do you think, Scott? KJ Hamler expectations early in the season? No, um, I have no. trouble predicting anybody, honestly, week to week, because it could be anybody. Um, but especially for Hamler, you know, if he gets three or four touches and <clears throat> kind of gets his feet wet, you know, if, I mean, if he turns those three or four touches into 120 yards and two touchdowns, that's one thing. But I think he's still kind of in the easing in factor. I don't think he's going to be a full part of the game plan. Yeah. The thing about KJ Hamler is he's He's going to be like a, he's a home run hitter. Literally. It's going to be a little bit feast or famine, I believe. Uh, so he could have a big week one, but it's going to be like, you know, three catches, uh, five touches kind of thing. And one of them is a explosive play. So and he's not going to have an explosive play every week. So he could have a big week one. I'm going to go with yes. I'm here for the vibes. I've been a big KJ Hammer supporter since they picked him. A lot of people are kind of like, he's always injured or they should have drafted something else, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I think you're going to be happy to have a dynamic, twitched up, uh, agile, explosive athlete out there. So I'm going to go yes. Yes, let's do it. Good vibes only. Ray, uh, Ryan Rice coming in. What's up, Broncos country? It's time. Going to win by 14.5. So who's going to score the half point? That's my question here. Uh, no, thank, uh, thank you so much, Ryan. Uh, hopefully that is correct. Uh, we'd appreciate that if they do win that by that much. I'd appreciate that too, being at the stadium too. Uh, Kayleon Green saying, yo, good to see you, Kayleon. We appreciate you. Ashton uh, screwed up his back and I'm 30, stuck in bed and waiting for muscle relaxers so I can get up and use the bathroom. The worst. <laughs> Thanks for helping me pass the time. Well, hopefully you don't pass anything else until your, uh, your muscle relaxers kick in. But that uh, that sucks. Not the overshare. Natalie's had a, like a little issue with her back as well, which is... Uh, deterred her for some hiking and backpacking you know just not fun to carry 30 pounds if your back is in pain so uh definitely have some empathy for you in that regard yeah, that head, sucks ashton head neck and back's no fun you know when you, no. you just you can't get comfortable when your core is screwed up yeah nope no fun um hopefully it gets better soon <laughs> that's a that's a real issue matt henry coming in good morning let's go broncos good to see you Mikhail says they're just doing good. My son turned 10 yesterday. Ooh, well, it's not clicking for me. There we go. Um, the son turned 10 yesterday, so I had to listen after when he went to bed. It was busy. Happy day here. Oh, ha happy birthday to your son. Um, appreciate you. And Scott, is my internet kind of going in and out, or are you freezing up on me? Um, well, you sent me a quick note saying that mine was, and mine seems okay. Um, I'm not getting any, any notes or anything, so it might be you. Uh, I'll drive a little bit though. Uh, Jao Miguel comes I in. He says, mean. I've seen some Seahawks fans saying okay. that this Broncos team has nothing special and they're going to win. All right. I don't think I'd ever heard. I knew the straw man argument. I don't think I'd ever heard the steel man argument until I started listening to Chad and Zach. So they said, let's, let's, uh, let's steel man this one just a little bit. And you start looking at it from last year. It's like, okay, where are your pro bowlers? You know, where are your, your big weapons? Um, you know, your, your number one receiver was, Okay, last year, you know, he wasn't anybody that's not that's you're 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 tearing down the door for fantasy rankings. Cortland Sutton's not a household name, which is something that we've talked about before. Who's ready to break out, break out on a national scale? They're the only the only player 
on the Broncos that has a national name right now is the new quarterback. And we already know you're not going to, the Seahawks fans aren't going to be talking him up too much. So you look on the other side of the ball and you're like, okay, but you know, Justin Simmons, a lot of guys get one year pro bowls. Is he going to be a sustain it where he's a guy to be feared? Pat Sertan. Um, he's getting all the love last year, but you know, la- I mean this year in the off season, last year, if I'm looking at it and I'm, you know, a, uh, checking out and I don't know the, the Broncos that well. And I go to PFF. I'm like, well, he was 40th last year, you know, in, in PFF rankings, what's the big deal. So Jow, you can, you can absolutely, it's not surprising to see some Seahawks fans saying this Broncos team has nothing special and that they're going to win. Uh, it's not an unwinnable game for them for sure. And there's not the superstar quality names up and down the roster yet yet because this team you know we like to think has been held back from its full potential and is about to be unleashed Mm -hmm. i mean the broncos don't have anything special is kind of i guess it's somewhat true given what they've where they've been the last few years but team has been held back because of quarterback play and that's even true for the defense yeah so um We'll see how it plays out. Uh, Obviously, we're going to gather a lot more information about these teams. Some teams are way overhyped and some teams are underhyped. But if you're just looking at big names, though, the Broncos don't have any. Yeah. You know, I mean, when you start doing comparisons, you're like, okay, Raiders, Devontae Adams. Yeah, that's that's a name. Um, You know, even if I go to the Seahawks and I say DK Metcalf. Yeah, that's a that's a big name. Um, You know, so they there aren't anybody out there. Sutton was on that path. We think Javante Williams is on that path. We think. Sertan is on that path, certainly, but they're not necessarily there yet. But that's what's fun, you know. We want to talk about let's ride. The ride is what's fun, you know. Just bringing in guys isn't nearly as fun to me as watching a team organically grow and reach those steps together as a team. I think that 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 the journey is is just as much fun as okay, we got lucky, you know, we got hot at the right time, and you know, we weren't really that good a team, and we won it all. Surprise. but it wasn't that great a team and it was unsustainable and we just disappeared the next year. That's not, that's not this Broncos team. This, this Broncos team's on the Ascension. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you'd hope people would know Sutton Judy with the huge college profile, uh, Bradley Chubb five overall, Patrick Sertan, big college profile, high pick and Justin Simmons resetting the safety market. And also you'd hope people know Justin Simmons because of his humanitarian, uh, they don't. The, but you'd hope that's they a, don't. That's coming though. I think with the spotlight with Russell Wilson here, that's uh this is gonna hopefully be a dawn of a new era in Broncos. But it country. comes it comes with success. Yes. You know, the more success yep. you have, there's there's players like that, you know, maybe not to the same level, but there's players like do that that toil away behind the scenes that don't get the spotlight put on them until they start getting into the national spotlight on big games, big meaningful football games for the world to watch. And the Broncos haven't played many of those lately. Yep. Yep, yep. Elliot D coming in. Good morning, Jensen Broncos country from Page, Arizona. Football is back. I'm still not well after Patrick's injury, arguably the number one receiver in his opinion. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a bummer to lose Tim Patrick, and it's a huge bummer because I think Patrick would have fit extremely well with both Hackett and Russell Wilson. And uh, this is a good lead into our title card topic today about football outsiders putting the Broncos as the 15th ranked team in the NFL this season. And uh, since football outsiders put out their almanac before the season, Broncos dropped, I think four or five spots because of the Tim Patrick injury. They write that Denver declined on offense because of the injury to Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick has been really good. The last couple of years, personnel changes, 
the personnel change variables for skill position players are based on uh, DYAR and Tim Patrick had 190 receiving yards last year and uh, 183 receiving yards the year before, both ranking in the top 20. So, uh, yeah, losing Tim Patrick hurts the Broncos' offense, according to football outsiders. Uh, that puts the Broncos' offense, according to DVOA, as the ninth best offense in football this season, which we would take. Honestly, a ninth-ranked offense for the Broncos, you think they'd be good. However, DVOA thinks the Broncos' defense is going to be absolutely terrible. <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible. 29th-ranked defense in football, according to Football Outsiders DVOA. That's a bold statement. Yeah. You know, that's that's coming out in, uh, I mean, 29th. You know, we've got our concerns on the interior line, but that's really about it. Uh, backups at that. Um you know, and my concerns have been alleviated a little bit based on the personnel moves, uh, who you kept and who's going to be there. And all of a sudden it looks it looks pretty good, if, you know, especially if Awazarike can come in and be a serviceable second team defensive lineman where he can at least hold his own. You feel pretty good about that. So, I don't know, 29th, that, that's, uh, you know, I don't think there's an agenda there. You know, they, they may fully believe that. But I, I don't see it. I really don't. I think this team can move down in some of the, the glamour categories, specifically points against and yards against, those two, because I think there will be more plays against, which is what DVOA should be talking more about. So I think this, this defense can actually be more effective in winning you ball games, even if they give up a few more points and, uh, and yards. I know that sounds crazy. We gave up more points, but we're a better defense. But yeah, your offense is going to be running quicker. You're going to be having more drives against you. So, you know, you you can give up more yards and more points, but you can turn the ball over more, uh, and you can force more three and outs. You can force more negative plays because you're going to be more attack-minded. So yeah. 29th seems, uh, again, you want, to put a year, <laughs> you want to put a year salary on the over-under on that one? I'm in. Yeah. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Aldi is hosting National Hiring Week for stores September 12th through the 18th. Over the past several years, we've grown rapidly, expanding from coast to coast. That means more opportunities for you to join our store teams across the country. You'll also benefit from our newly increased wages. During National Hiring Week, qualified candidates will be invited to interview on-site and may receive same-day job offers. Join us and apply online at careers.aldi.us slash radio. Welcome to more. Aldi is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. Uh, we'll see how it plays out on that one. Hopefully my internet clears up here. It still says one bar for me, but um, I had a comment here from 
Patrick coming in saying from top five last year to 29th this year, DVOA hated the Broncos defense last year as well. Um, they did well in points, but that's about it. They gave up a lot of yards and their points per drive were actually bad. I think the Broncos defense had faced the least amount of offensive drives last season. Mm -hmm. So their efficiency metrics were bad, but the Broncos last year had the 20th ranked defense, according to football outsiders DVOA, which is, not good. Uh, their run defense or their pass defense was, let me see where they at here. Oh, Denver Den pass defense for Denver was 20th. The rush defense was 21st. And also um, the advanced stats at EPA was also horrible for the Broncos as well. Stopping the run and stopping the pass. So, and, and you know, the, the easy way to talk about that Pete was the eye test. You know, you forget about the points, you know, they, there's lies, damn lies and statistics. What did the eye test tell you watching the Denver Broncos last year? What was your feeling? watching the Denver Broncos defense last year. Did you feel like it was a good defense? Did you feel like they could get a crucial stop? Did you feel like they were forcing negative plays? I know the answer to that. The answer is no. And that's why I'm saying is like DVOA, what they're trying to do is trying to level things out and saying, okay, well, they were good in points. Yeah, but they they nobody ran any plays against them because they're trying to kill the ball. They're They're trying to run the clock out. They're running a four quarters all game. So, you know, I, I, I put it up on another show, Pete, um, ran some numbers for Chad and Zach, uh, and I could, I could find it again, uh, but I just did a quick search on opponent plays against and opponents plays, and the Broncos were like 29th in both categories, 29th and 30th. And when, at the end of the season, you know, they were last with like 60 plays per game, and then their last three games under Drew Locke, they only ran 50 plays per game. So with when they had Drew Locke, there was absolutely no trust in the offense in Shermer and Drew Locke in that offense, and they just tried to kill the clock as much as they possibly could. Mm -hmm. um, but again, the eye test, what did you feel like? Did you feel like that was a top five defense? No, you, you didn't. Yeah, they were especially weak up front. Uh, the front seven was horrible last year for the Broncos outside of uh, Draymond Jones and Shelby Harris as far as starting quality players. Uh, Colin Wood coming in about Vic Fangio. Has anybody hired him yet? There's actually some weird contract language here, which would probably keep teams from hiring Vic Fangio because when you do that, I don't know if you've read this about the Patriots, but one of the reasons that uh, Bill Belichick has not given a title to Matt Patricia and one other of the coaches on the staff is because once they get an actual like coordinator uh, or positional coach title versus advisor, the, the last contract, the team that was paying the last contract is not off the hook anymore so giving them advisor role means that they can pay them whatever and that Detroit Lions are still on the hook paying Matt Patricia so I'm guessing right. that's part of it with uh Vic Fangio which is I mean god how clever uh I don't you know these are billionaires paying these millionaires I don't really care but uh just kind of a funny little bit of uh, information there yeah it's part of your it's part of your settlement saying you know we will pay you this until it's almost like alimony you know, yep. yeah, I'm going to I'm going to pay you pay, pay the ex this amount until you get remarried. And then she never gets remarried. She's been living with the same dude since two weeks before we got you know separated. So um, it's it's very similar. It's loopholes. Uh, and Peter says, yeah, it felt like a meh defense, to be honest. Yeah. And that that's that's the point, Pete, is yeah. it was, uh, you know, again, they, they said 20 under the same metrics. It was 20. So they think it's going to be sliding even further backwards where I disagree. I think the attack minded ability of this defense coupled with better play at the edge uh, will make this a more dangerous defense to play against. Uh, Dennis Chandler coming in with some stars. Thank you, Dennis. Uh, yep. We appreciate the support. 
Yeah, appreciate it. And Scott, I think I'm going to dip out quick and come back in to restart my computer just because the one bar stuck around for 10, 15 minutes. So yeah, I'll be back fine. in two minutes. I'll hold down. Uh, I'll hold down the Ford a little bit. Um, <clears throat> keep it real, Denver. He says, you know, Fangio, and that feels feels like a new name. Um, sorry, my head just got super big. So you're getting a lot of forehead. This space is for sale, by the way. Any potential sponsors of the show? Uh, Fangio said he's taking the year off. Might come back next year. Yeah, he's got every reason to take the year off. You know, pick your. You know, Zach likes to to pick fun at you know him. Fangio running his mouth. I could have a job tomorrow. Well, you probably could, but you don't. And that's a bad look. And that, that kind of sums up how you looked in front of the media. Well, your entire career in Denver, but they're gone. They're gone. Enough of, uh, enough of, of Fangio for sure. Um, you know, we'll talk about coming up, coming up this week and focusing on, uh, on Seattle. You know, I had a, I had a question in the chat when we were talking about if they don't have anything special, what do the Seahawks have? Well, again, if we're talking about just name recognition, Q rating, for lack of a better word, you know, um, you know, I would argue that t- both Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf have a higher Q rating than than anybody on the Denver Broncos offensive side of the ball going in to this year. Uh, the exception to that might be Javante Williams, who's really starting to get some hub, uh, some pipe, um, some hype, pub hype, pipe. There you go. Um, you know, I, I had a call from my friend. He's like, oh, we had an auto draft and this is the team I got. And he's like, I got, he's, he's I got Jerry Judy. I'm like, Jerry Judy is, that's my breakout player of the year for the Denver Broncos. That was my prediction. So I'm, I'm hoping for, you know, 1200 yards, eight touchdowns or so. Cause it's really time. <clears throat> it's really time for Jerry Judy to mature. He's still young, super, super young. He's 23 years old. That's a baby out there. I, I'd like to poke fun at the, the Falcons uh, drafting double holdback Calvin Ridley, who turned 24 as a rookie. You know, he, Jerry Judy is younger right now than Calvin Ridley was as a rookie. Um, this is his third season coming in, you know, so he's he's super young. And then he said, and I got Jay Williams, Denver. I'm like, dude, what's what's the problem? You know, your, your team's a lot better than you think it is. Um, so Javante Williams is... Um, Going to be sorry, Chris Highland coming in and confusing me with the the, the Spurs talk and Chelsea talk. I'll get to you in a minute. Uh, Javante Williams is they split carries with Melvin Gordon, um, and I think I looked it up and I was like, twenty more carries puts them top ten. That's all it would have taken. So they were they were tied for fifteenth in the league in rushing attempts because they had the exact same amount of carries. If you flip that to even a fifty five forty five split to Javante Williams, he's in the top 10 in carries. When you give Javante Williams top 10 carries, then your big worry is, is he also getting the touchdowns? You know, I don't necessarily want a Barry Sanders situation here where Barry Sanders had, you know, the huge numbers on offense. Not that I'd be bad with Barry Sanders. I'm talking fantasy here. Um, And Javante Williams ends up with 1,400 yards and three touchdowns because they're giving the the ball to someone else down in in the red zone. But that's a problem you wouldn't mind so much as a Denver Broncos fan, that's for sure. So Nick is back. Welcome back. Clear as a bell. Long may it last. For the next five seconds. Looks Nick looks clearer. Well, that's great. I gave it the old reset <laughs> on the computer. Um, no, it's what proactive. No, um, absolutely. Uh, coming in here. I want to talk a little bit more about this DVOA, just kind of uh, seeing where the Broncos fall uh, compared to some of these other teams. So Scott, obviously, they use their metrics and it's just a guideline. It's not the end all be all. Cause especially this early, we haven't gathered data. Um, but the number one team, uh, according to football outsider, and I should share this link. What am I doing here? 
little easier for the folks joining the stream here. Kill your um, completely. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> number one team here, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, not surprising at all. Bills seem like the favorite for. Um, you got to zoom though. Yeah, there you Vegas. Go. Yeah, there we go. Yep, slowly but surely. Let's do even one more. Oop. So the Buffalo Bills, but then the Baltimore Ravens coming in at two. A little surprising there overall. Uh, big gap there also between the Bills and the rest of the team. 15.8 DVOA to 10.7 is a massive drop. Um, Baltimore number two, Rams number three, Chargers number four, Buccaneers five, Philly six, Kansas City seven, Green Bay eight, New Orleans nine, Minnesota 10, Cincinnati 11, Dallas 12, Las Vegas 13, Patriots 14, and Denver 15. So scroll all the way down. I want to see where, uh, where the NFC South teams are. 27 for the Falcons there. Indy coming in 22. Last worst team, Giants, Carolina 31, Washington Texans. Commanders. Titans, probably the lowest, actually, considering they were the number one seed in the AFC last year. To go all the way to 29 seems Houston's insane. higher than I expected. Houston and Chicago, the Bears are both higher than I were, was expecting. And Detroit, right there at 23. Um, but yeah, Denver, middle of the pack, uh, behind. So looking at this, just off the gut, looking at this team, where would you think Denver should have fallen? Obviously, you can see over here, I don't know if you can see my cursor, but the 29th for the Broncos defense is uh, really dragging them down. I think bottom half of that yellow is is would be okay, you know, somewhere in that neighborhood, which would put them on the, the back end of top 10, um, which, you know, according to their metrics and the things they do would be a massive improvement. But I'm expecting a big improvement. Like we said, it was, I think uh, Peter said it best. It was meh. That was the uh, the team was, the, the, the defense felt meh to me. I'm like, yeah, that was about what it was. It was meh. It was okay. It's just they seemed better because the offense was so bad. Yeah. Um, so, you know, comparatively speaking, the defense was really good. And, and again, you've got those those nice statistics. I'm going to hang. Oh, I'm going to hang that on my resume for sure. I have the third best scoring defense in the NFL. OK, let's dig into that one just a little bit. So um, I think um, I think, you know, 10 somewhere right there. It's, it's still it's a little hard to read. So, you know, Kansas City, Green Bay right there. And, you know, how good is uh, Cincinnati's defense is, is pretty good with another year and some more weapons. Um, you know, that rush was pretty fierce. You know, we talked yesterday about, you know, uh, one of the questions was they were able to, uh, you know, to rush three and drop eight. And then the thing was Bengal against, against Mahomes, the Bengals were getting pressure with three and four mm -hmm. guys. And, you know, I've said it before, all this genius stuff, you know, my ass, man, give me an edge and get me pressure with a front four and let me drop seven in a coverage. I'm going to look like a freaking genius. You know, it's it's not it's not rocket science. No matter how many times we try and reinvent the wheel with all this newfangled lingo and stuff, man, my my guy beats your guy. I'm gonna win. And if I can do that on the front four with four guys, three guys gets pressure with yeah. three guys, I'm gonna be better than you. It's it's simple. Anyway, careful, uh, Wade Phillips will block you for that kind of language around here. Obviously, you say that about the 2015 defense uh, with the Broncos studs they had and it's oh wow play man coverage and win with four guys that's a really a hard one to conceptualize there but uh no it's uh not it's not a it's not a great concept i mean it's look i mean look at the teams we talk about with defenses you know when we say oh their defense was a super bowl caliber winning defense they were always able to get pressure with the front four or or you know with their, their or their edge or whatever they weren't they weren't blitz happy you know even the old Attack-minded Buddy Ryan Bears, 85 Bears. You know, their their front four was, there were, Wilbur Marshall was on there, Richard Dent. 
uh, you know, Mike Singletary to clean everything up, you know, it was still, it's still a player's base game and then just don't screw it up. Let them attack. Let them be football players. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so obviously we got Bush, uh, Bush N six, six, six coming in saying, I learned. She go. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, saying learn DVOA is a joke, lost all credit for me. It's still early in the season. It's DVOA is one of those things where even the people who work for football outsiders would tell you that this is more of a parameter early in the season. But once they get, you know, six, eight weeks in and they can crunch those numbers from all those games with varying sample size, different matchups that are happening there. That's when they get stronger as the season right. goes on. So it's, it's a, it's a statistical output that gets better. The further the season goes along. Typically is the trend. Otherwise, you know, guy who returns a kickoff for a touchdown and 14 minutes and 50 seconds into the game at seven to nothing. Like we're on pace for 40,000 points this season. You know, yeah. of course you're not, you, you need a larger sample size, but then, you know, the formula isn't all that complicated either. You know, Hey, there's a trend. Well, wow. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's, it's a trend line, you know, you're going to have ups and downs on a line graph, but where's the trend line going? And that's the, the longer that line graph gets the, the more accurate the trend line becomes. Yep. Absolutely. I always love it in baseball early in the season, you know, ERA of 100 when one reliever comes in and hasn't gets one out and gave up a four run home run or something. Um, but uh, we'll see how it goes. So Scott, uh, before we start to wrap up here, thoughts on tonight's game, obviously we are very focused in on the Broncos and the Falcons. Also, Scott, I drafted two Falcons in my fantasy draft last night. So I'm holding did you. you get, did you get Drake? Like I told you to. I did not get Drake. He went right before my pick. I got Kyle Pitts in the fifth round, though. And I got Cordell Patterson again with one of the That's my last nice flex. Like, and picks. if you can get Kyle Pitts in a tight end mandatory, you are solid. Because yep, he's gonna play wide receiver all freaking year. Yep. Um, you know, and Colin says, Colin says Pittsburgh blitzed us to death. Yeah, I'm not saying don't blitz. I like the blitzes for sure. They're fun. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but again, uh Pittsburgh finished nine and seven and one last year. You know, yep. if you're relying on the blitz, if your defense is based on the blitz, then you are vulnerable on the back end of that. If I if these quarterbacks, if I pick up a blitz and man coverage, you're toast. So if I can get that same amount of pressure and have more guys in coverage, I'm going to be a good defense. I'm going to be a real good defense for sure. Um, tonight, I'm looking forward to watching uh, Josh Allen play again for sure. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he's can he become consistently what he's capable of when he's at his best, you know, not that he's going to play his best every time, but what separates the long-term greats is they're throwing three, four touchdowns every game. You know, they're consistently 300 yards, three touchdowns, maybe an interception every two games. Can Josh Allen take that next step where he's consistent week in and week out where he's focused, you know, a, a true, a true pro. And I say that knowing that, you know, he was really good last year, but also one of the, the games I watched all four quarters of him was against the Atlanta Falcons. And he just kind of screwed around and chucked three interceptions. You know, he just wasn't mentally into that game and they still toyed with Atlanta. That's how good Buffalo was. Um, so I'm looking forward to that one. Um, there's also a motivation factor following the year. You know, you've accomplished your goals. It's really, really hard to go back to back for a reason, you know, credit to the Denver Broncos for being able to pull it off. It doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Um, so I think the Bills will be a little bit hungrier than the Rams, um, but it should be a hell of a game. I am looking forward to it tonight. Yeah, 100%. And uh should be a good game. I'm really curious to see how the Rams' defense holds up and how they look to attack 
Josh Allen. Um, obviously, the Broncos do not play the Bills in the regular season, but if everything goes according to plan for the Broncos, you would seem to be, or at least ideally, maybe not according to plan, but as good as possible, you'd eventually come into a collision course with the Buffalo Bills. How do you slow down Josh Allen? What does that look like? Rams, in theory, should be playing the same defense as what the Broncos will play this year. They have a number one bona fide cornerback. Obviously, nobody has an Aaron Donald, but Denver has some pass rush options up front, depth-wise. How do they attack Josh Allen? What does that look like? Uh, excited to see that. And also, the Rams are running a West Coast offense, outside zone stretch style of offense. Uh, that's what the Broncos, in theory, should be running. We'll see what it looks like. It's a little different from what Green Bay did to what the Rams did. Uh, but still, will be interesting to see that matchup and how the, the Rams match up against the Bills because if everything goes right for Denver this year, eventually you're playing them. You know, and it'll be fun. I'm, I'm actually... Now I'm just, you know, being a troll. I'm actually looking forward to watching a former Seattle Seahawks legend star with his new team, Bobby Wagner. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, you know, he's not the only one. He's not the only one that was gone. Um, So I'm looking forward to watching Bobby Wagner a little bit. So um, it's funny. You look at the construction of that, the defense for the, uh, the, the Los Angeles Rams. And you can see why it says, well, who cares about the linebackers when you got Ashawn Robinson and, and Aaron Donald in the middle, Leonard, uh, Leonard Floyd coming off the edge, Jalen Ramsey at corner. Man, I, I just need a, I just need a cleaner after that. Just, just mop up anything we miss. We just need you to mop it up. That's it. I don't need you to be need the guy. Yeah. And Peter coming in saying, uh, which top team has a shocking season? So which team, I think the way this question is worded, the way I'm going to interpret it is that like which team is expected to be in the top that has a shocking season. So somebody who the floor drops out or somebody who looks a lot different than expected. Um, My shocking top team this year is going to be the Green Bay Packers. That's mine. Damn it. I've told you that before. I've said that before. Now you're just stealing me. For me, it's Packers. I agree. 100%. Maybe mine's a little different, maybe. Uh, It's because I think the Packers are going to contend for the best defense in football this year. I think that Aaron Rodgers is going to play still well, but the offense is going to be much more ball control protecting it. I love the way this Packers defense is built. They have arguably the best cornerback in football. I think Rashawn Gary is an emerging superstar. Uh, They have a lot of secondary depth. They have a lot of good defensive line pieces. I really, I drafted the Packers in my fantasy draft last night in the, like one of the last rounds. And I expect them to be a top five, top three defense uh, this season. Yeah. So it's, it's Aaron Rodgers and the defense basically, you know, I mean, they've got a decent offensive line. I I guess I should, um, I I should stick, you know, to six, what I've been preaching, which is a good running game and a solid defense and a quarterback that can pull a rabbit out of a hat. Um, But I just feel like, I just feel like they're stale. They're 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 stalling on defense. Um, I mean, on offense. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I was um, say the defense when they great. run into <laughs> they run into some of the top tier teams. They they struggle to move it because Aaron Rodgers can't do it all by himself. So you know, I, I feel like they take a step back. Almost a, a preview of who beat them in the playoffs. The Rams did the Rams. It wasn't the Rams that beat them. It was the 49ers. 49ers. Yep. You know, the 49ers weren't very good on offense, but they just put a chokehold on them. They're like, okay, you can't beat us. And you know, our, our offense is better than your defense and we're not very good, you know, and on offense, I mean, their, yeah, their yeah. defense was able to just choke the life out of them. What has gotten better for the Packers on that side of the ball in order to beat a team with a good defense? That's, that's my big question. I feel like they've gone backwards. If anything on offense. They might have gone backwards in offense, but honestly, this Packers team to me seems like it's built like those. Er, they don't have Bill Belichick, but those early two thousand 
uh, mid 2000 Patriots teams where it's like, okay, who, who the hell is catching the football for them? But they have an elite quarterback. The offensive line is good. A couple good running backs, but man, the defensive depth chart really impresses me. Uh, Kenny Clark is probably one of the most underrated defensive players in football. They got two absolute pterodactyls at linebacker in uh, Quay Walker and Javante Campbell. And last year, the Packers lost uh, Jair Alexander for the end of the season. And uh, he was playing unbelievable, unbelievable football uh, before then. So I don't know. I, I think it's the the one that's shocking here is that it's the Packers, but they're going to be more like the the teams that have been led by the defense with the quarterback, like you said. Though we're down by one, one possession late, go do some magic. I just I just worry because their losses last year off, you know, and this is the points they scored in their in their in their losses three, um, seven. Uh, they did they did get in a shootout with uh, with Minnesota thirty one, but that's it. And then you know. Um, and then 10, and I'm not counting the last game against the Detroit Lions. Everything was pretty much done by then. But 10, they lost 13 to 10. They scored three points. They lost 13 to 7 to the Chiefs. Um, so for me, it's it's the Packers just because I think they've gone backwards on offense. And when they were losing games that mattered, it was because they couldn't move the ball. Yeah. No, absolutely. Okay. So anybody else that could be a surprising top team? What about the Bengals? Uh, Bengals last year got hot in the playoffs. A lot of mm-hmm. hype surrounding them right now. They made some barely made moves. the playoffs. Barely made the playoffs. Coming off the fifth overall seed two years before, nobody um, nobody dislikes Joe Burrow. I feel like everybody's buying the Bengals hype. Is this a team that could have some uh, regression that people aren't talking about? Maybe the Ravens um, defense. You know, it's really hard to bet against Harbaugh. It's really hard again to bet against Tomlin. But everybody's crowning the Bengals right now. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, what was their record last year? Um, Ten and seven. You know, they kind of eked into the playoffs. Yep. You know, and they barely beat the them. Titans. They barely beat the Chiefs. And then they got beat in the Super Bowl. You yep. know, if they go nine and eight, that's going to be very similar to where they were last year, but it will be seen as a, oh my goodness. So yeah, I could see them missing the playoffs altogether. Um, yep. Just based on, you know, did they do enough to fix that offensive line? They had some big holes that they were able to paper over for a short period of time, but on a 17 game timeline, those holes tell. Um, so, yeah. so we will see, we will see. Oh, All right. Austin Ryder comes in. He says, uh, you know, the Titans are the obvious one. Yeah, they're they're not even getting picked as a top team anymore. They're down in the 20s in all the power rankings. Yeah. Um, so you know, I don't even I don't didn't even include them. Yeah. Pretty crazy because I feel like they didn't lose that many people, but uh, we'll see how it plays out. And uh, one position to pro football focus put out an article this week. Last thing I want to talk about here before we wrap on up here at the final five minutes of the show. Uh, pro football focus did a awesome piece that I really enjoy here, but they did one matchup that could determine uh, the week one game, the one that's the must-see matchup. And for the Broncos versus the Seahawks, they put it as Patrick Sertan versus Tyler Lockett. And what they write here is uh, Patrick Sertan against DK Metcalf is perhaps a more exciting matchup, but given the alignment of both Sertan and the Seahawks receiver, he's far more likely to face Tyler Lockett the majority of the time. Interesting, interesting. Sertan has elite movement skills and is rarely in trouble throughout the route but Lockett is an elite route runner who can win at all levels for his career. Lockett has caught 74.1% of his passes thrown his way and generated 124.8 passer rating on those targets. So um, this is something we talked about. I think it was maybe you and I um, Tuesday morning where it's like, Oh, are they going to use Sertan to follow around DK Metcalf around the field? It's like, well, really typically that's not really how it goes in today's NFL. They are way more one side of the field. And that's true for not only the, uh, cornerbacks but also the wide receiver i think it has to do with how much more comfortable you are in the technique etc cetera, etc cetera, on one side of the field but 
Sertan versus Lockett's going to be a matchup, and uh, we're hearing that now. I guess people, <laughs> I'm guessing Twitter's going to be extremely upset when uh, DK Metcalf is putting up some yards maybe against Ronald Darby. But uh, what do you think about this matchup that yeah, is we'll, listed we'll here? We'll see how it goes. I feel like, yeah. you know, do they really know how the, the scheme is going to be? Are they no. inside? Or are they just guessing? They're you know, guessing so, right now. You Especially know, week it, one. It, it, Sertan might stick to one side of the field. They may rotate guys over and, you know, yep. based on how they line up and motion, you, you could, you could double guys, you can roll guys over, um, over to, to one side or the other. So I, I feel like that's a guess at this mm. point. It's not nearly as static a matchup as edge versus right tackle. Um, if, if I've got to pick one matchup, I'm going to see how is Billy Turner going to going to hold his ground against anybody that's coming in against him. But Again, with these teams, the first two teams on the schedule, I feel like you can win by running Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon right at them for the majority of the time. And then quick hits, you know, where I'm, I'm doing some three-step drops, some bubble screens, some slants, where I can take the edge completely out of the game because he won't have time to get there, even if the right tackle isn't there at all. So yeah. the running game and the defense should be enough to win these first two games for the Denver Broncos. Yeah, and... For me, matchup here that I'm most interested in, Bradley Chubb versus whichever rookie offensive tackle that he goes against. Bradley Chubb, he got a lot of hype in the offseason. Um, he's entering his contract year, and you're going up against Charles Cross and Abraham Lucas, two tackles that we scouted a good bit, but still mm -hmm. rookies. Um, I'm hoping that the Broncos pass rush is enough where it's like Geno Smith is getting to the end of his drop back, and he's having to worry about pressure versus even getting to scan the field. And if that's happening, it's because Bradley Chubb is eating up some rookie offensive linemen. So that's the matchup that I think is the most yeah, key to this, this game. This could be the overreaction, uh, you know, on the positive side when Randy Gregory uh, and, and Bradley Chubb each have two or three sacks and they're going to have 50 sacks apiece. Now, just yep. be careful they don't finish with eight. Yep. Um, you know, it, you're going to have to, you know, and Geno Smith, isn't a magician back there where he's, you know, no. knows how to get rid of the ball quickly and do all those type of things. And if it's true lock, we know he's not afraid to take a sack. So, you yeah. know, we'll see. You, you feel good. The matchups, the matchups for the, the Broncos are almost all in favor of the Broncos. You know, when yeah. they, when they, when we do uh, preview the game and stuff a little bit more in depth, you know, we can do offense for offensive line versus even running game versus pass uh, rush defense. Right now, it leans heavy, heavy towards the Broncos. Um, Dahan comes in. Thank you for coming in, Green, my friend. He says, late to the party this morning, but who's Denver's offensive and defensive MVP for Monday Night Football? Let's ride. Uh, I think we just kind of talked about it. It might be one of those edge guys, either Randy Gregory or um, or Bradley Chubb. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Chubb right now because I have a feeling he's the one that's – I feel more confident that he's going to get more snaps, um, that he'll be on the field more. And that he's going to the, the edge against the tackles is a matchup to like for this one. So I'm going to say Bradley Chubb and on offense, I'll say uh, I'll go pretty easy and say uh, Javante Williams for defense. Uh, Bradley Chubb, I think is the safe one, but uh, hell, I got to rep my guy. Let's go. Since you said Chubb Gregory, I'm going to go Draymond Jones, maybe eating up the middle as well. I don't think that Seahawks interior offensive line is very good either. And Draymond, I think is going to get, a lot more one-on-one -on -one opportunities this year in advantageous situations. And that is a great thing for Draymond. That's a great thing for the Broncos on offense. I think Cortland Sutton's going to eat. I think they're going to get him the football. I'm expecting some big plays. I'm not a big fan of what the Seattle secondary looks like right now. I think there's going to be some crossers uh, to take advantage there, uh, deep crossers. And 
I don't really respect Jamal Adams game in uh, space. So uh, we'll see how it plays. But uh, guys, we're at 58 minutes. Scott, anything else you want to talk about before we get, wrap it on up here? No, I you, you corrected me. I was like, this will be our last show before the game. No, it's not. We'll be here Monday, uh, mm-hmm. Monday morning. So, um, you know, tonight, check out uh, Chad and Zach. And Ethan's not here. There's some 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 news coming out of England right now. Just check out Twitter. Uh, could be could be some big change. So Ethan's not here. Um, wanted to let him know I have. And, and all y'all know, if you're watching this worldwide, I have booked my tickets hotel to London. So I will be in attendance October 30th, uh, Denver Broncos. I might be outside Wembley Stadium hanging out in the parking lot, but I'll be there, baby. Awesome. Well, that'll be a great time. Very jealous. London's a very fun city. And uh, some London news today. Queen sounds like people are gathering there. She's not doing so hot. So I I never really cared too much about the royal stuff. But, you know, it's always it's noteworthy time in history. So we'll see what happens there. Um, but yeah, guys, we got to get on out of here. We appreciate everyone joining us today, man. The chat was lively for a uh, morning show, which is freaking awesome. And it's just going to get better from here. Uh, no doubt about that. Make sure you guys are following Scott and I on Twitter. Uh, Scott is at Scout Kennedy. I am at Nick Kendall MHH. Also follow us at uh, BFB underscore pod over on Twitter. And of course, at Mile High Huddle. If you haven't done so yet, follow our Facebook accounts at facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle and facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod. All these shows stream out uh, on there. Um, if you're listening to us after the fact, or you have a podcast account or anything like that. I listen to podcasts 10 hours a day on two times speed. I'm a psychopath consuming information, uh, but make sure you guys are finding us on Apple podcasts. You can search huddle up or mile high huddle scroll down and leave us a five-star review. I know that a lot of people in here already have, but if you haven't yet, you've been enjoying these shows, please do that for us. It's completely free. It takes five minutes and it helps us a heck of a lot we need to pump those numbers up to uh you know compete help us compete uh, against a lot of these other great broncos content creators out there so uh, make sure you're finding us on itunes or spotify wherever you listen to podcasts leaving us a review and as the ticker says underneath if you're joining us on youtube today or you have a youtube account uh make sure you're following us on there and uh subscribing liking and sharing hitting that bell so that way you know when we go live in case you know scott's having to finish up his yogurt why are nick and scott five minutes late well, you'll know when we go live because uh, the you'll get a notification because you click the alert button. So we appreciate you guys. Scott, what's the rest of your day looking like? Just getting amped for tonight? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's a double practice for, for soccer. So uh, I'll get done and then I'll, I'll have the game on while I'm here for MHH for uh, for the uh, the Mile High Huddle podcast. So um, we'll be watching probably – this might be the first time I've watched the first game of the season for a long time. I'm, I'm interested in it, definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, uh, I got a fever and the only prescription. It's not more cowball. It's more football tonight to kick off. Uh, it's going to be great. Excited. Bills, Rams kicking off a great week of football and Broncos coming soon. It's the it's the dessert for the entire week. Uh, make sure you guys are tuning in with Huddle Up, Mile High Huddle for all your Broncos content as we speed forward through this week to the Monday night. And anybody who's going to be at the Monday night game, hit me up on Twitter. Um, I'm going to be I'm going to be at the game as well. It'll be great. Um, Going to need to get that monkey off my back with my record of attending games, but going to be awesome. Uh, we appreciate you guys. We'll see you Monday morning. Uh, make sure you're tuning in tonight for the Huddle Up shows. Make sure you're choosing compassion and kindness. As always, go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country.
Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 